Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. You're telling me you're an investigator? More or less. Today, because of your curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm not a taint. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to the brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured to death. Become evil again. You're a demon hunter. Rogue demon hunter. And kill everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. I don't know that that was as satisfying. Well, obviously, <laughs> you're the one who quit drinking, okay? Hey, it's good for me. It's well- good for you! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I am Josh. And today we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 12, Expecting. Yeah. What are you expecting, Rex? Not the Spanish Inquisition. Because <laughs> no one expects No the one Sp- expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> uh, well, I already wasn't expecting very much, but oh boy, was it a low bar this week. Yeah. <laughs> So just real quick, why don't I give us a big shout out to all of our executive producers. We have Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinty, Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in Quotes Heaps, Andy Burgess, Kefro Gnome, Father DeFinistrato, Alexandrio Hine, who apparently got tired of me (laughs) pronouncing her name. Uh, Kelly McAdams, Shuby Pathic, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you ever so much for all of your very, very, I know there's a word for it, I don't use it very often, generous contributions. There we go. On a personal note, Alexandria, you've broken my heart today. <laughs> you took away my favorite part of the executive producer <laughs> name call lists. Next on the docket... So today I'm going to read a review that is not an iTunes review, actually. It's on Podchaser. This was the uh, review. Never heard of it. Nor have I. (laughs) Uh, But this is the review that made us think, hey, guys, maybe you should let us know if you have a review out there somewhere that we don't know about. Because apparently you can review us on other things besides iTunes. Yep. It's a big, crazy world out there, and it's not just Podbean. I refuse to believe it, but that's what they tell me. (laughs) So this review is from the host of Riddle Me That, a true crime podcast. Ooh. I'm really disappointed that it doesn't have her name on here. And now I'm, if nothing else, I'm going to have to check out her podcast just because I want to know her name. Stalker. Well, she reviewed us. (laughs) I should check out her podcast. I agree. I'm kidding. Just Uh, read the review. Five star review. She says, I'm so happy I found this podcast. This is a reason for me to unbox my Buffy series set and rewatch. It's so different the second time around. I love the roast and toast kind of approach. This podcast is great fun and any Buffy lover will be here for it. Will be here for it? Yes. Hmm. Odd wording. 
It's it's a phrase that's been going around. Okay. I've noticed like in the last year. Like a virus. Well, 2020 is filled with viruses. Very filled with viruses. <laughs> also like the term basic. I finally heard somebody actually use that. Of really? course they were describing me. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. Don't ask me a question and then judge me for answering honestly. Right. But roast and toast. I like that. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of roast we and toast. We are roasty and quite toasty. Well, actually, my feet are freezing. Yeah. Thanks to your new apartment. But it's better than being homeless? Yes. Question mark? And it's better than having to do this in a apartment that literally anybody but us is in. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so then I guess we get on with it. And it's time for that parental synopsis, Josh. My God, that was quick. Joshua. What are you doing, Joshua? Well, I'm not pregnant yet, if that answers your question, Dad. Fucking millennials. No, I'm not. Not even a lonely Gen Xer or some poor naive Gen Y. Eh, just as well. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I did. It took me a second, but I got it. You can't even take care of yourself. Don't need you bringing me more mouths to feed. But Dad... Don't you want grandchildren? I don't need whatever demon comes out of you to run around screaming like a banshee on the fucking holidays. Hey, it'd be an excuse to drink more. Shit, maybe you are my kid. You're not my real dad. You heard him. I have witnesses. We're on a podcast. Cut this tether now. Oh, shush. No one can hear you scream. Because on today's episode, Cordelia gets knocked up by some slimy tool who happens to be running demon seed for, well, a demon. Ew. So she's eight and a half months pregnant overnight. Angel and Wesley track down the guys who did this to her and the demon who also made it happen. They kill him and everything's better now. The end. Yay. Wee. <laughs> Ladies. Gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. Competition is a beautiful thing. So yeah, it only took me two hours to watch this episode, as opposed to the normal four or five, <laughs> including taking notes and the dad synopsis. So yeah, if that's any clue into the level of substance in this episode. Yeah, you definitely got through it a lot faster than I was anticipating. Mm -hmm. I was like thinking I was going to have some time for some video games or something beforehand. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, we open on Angel Investigations. A cold open, if you will. Yes. Where Cordy's putting on some lipstick and... Oh, I just, I meant to mention this last episode, but since they put it in the previously on again, remember the part where she says... Uh, where Angel's like, you had a vision? And she says, boy, howdy. I just can't get that the fuck out of my head now. <laughs> I've been, I've almost used it in context in real conversation, like at least twice now. Oh, man. And I, I can't wait for the moment when you do that. And then someone <laughs> is like, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously, though, even when Cordelia said it, I'm like, is that a thing? Is, I mean, boy, so, howdy is a thing. Is that some weird L.A. thing? No, I don't think so. But where the? I've never heard that. Boy, howdy. Well, I've heard it like in like older TV shows where it's like, boy, howdy. Mm. You know, and it's like, 
okay. southern sort of thing. That makes a lot more sense as a southern thing. But her delivery. But Valley Girl, boy howdy. Yeah. Had me really confused. But like with the pause there, it, it adds some <laughs> special flavor. It does. <laughs> so anyway, she's putting yeah, on lipstick. So she's putting on lipstick and this thing happens that I imagine would happen a lot. Angel walks up behind her, not like trying to scare her or anything, but he but he says has, something. But he has no reflection. Why doesn't his clothes have reflection? Like, I get why <laughs> he doesn't. Right. I'm pretty sure that's been explained in at least a few other sci-fis um, with shut the hell up <laughs> and enjoy things, asshole. Because well, <laughs> as soon as this happened, my thought was, why doesn't he like carry around something? But, like, if he's carrying around something, would that be invisible in a reflection? <laughs> I think it would have to. I think anything that's touching his body is also invisible. But, yeah, she gets startled and she spins around and she's like, we need to get a bell for you or something. <laughs> right. But now I'm thinking of, like, video game laws. So if he's touching the floor. Right. Like, it gets convoluted very fast. Wouldn't the rest of the house be invisible or is it just a like a radius yeah like the other question is like what if it's like layers if he wears too many layers do do his layers start showing up right if he's wearing a parka yeah that's not actually <laughs> touching any skin is he just a floating parka i vote yes yeah which you know that would be neat that would be very... <laughs> well that is just neat, neat. exactly <laughs> So Angel's questioning her bad filing practices because <laughs> Mrs. Benson is filed under F and the for F French for French and the F was illegible. Right. So, yeah, that's questionable. Yeah. <laughs> and then she insults all of the French. How dare she? I can at least understand that she is bad at filing, unlike being bad at typing. Right. Yeah. They don't teach that in high school. But I've never really understood people who are bad at filing. You match a letter. Yeah. It's like, really, it's not that big a deal. Can you, can you say your ABCs? <laughs> yeah. Like, even if you're the kind of person who has to, like, recite the song in their head to know yeah. the, the proper order, you know, not mentioning that for any other particular reason, <laughs> um, other than there's probably people like that somewhere in the world, and I don't know any of them at all. It's you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> it's only like one chunk of letters that I like have to have. It's Elemento, isn't it? No, it's. You got to respect the Elemento. <laughs> it's after that, before why. I, I mix up the order sometimes. Right. Anyway, for a small business, <laughs> filing would be pretty simple. Yeah. It doesn't get super complicated until you're. It's like. Getting into last your, name starts with a B, why is it an under B? Getting into your Dewey decimals and <sighs> yeah, running oh huge God. conglomerates and shit I can't even... We're old enough to know... Do you remember how to do Dewey decimal system? You know, I worked in a library briefly and no. <laughs> I actually remember <laughs> how. Oh, dude, I loved working in the library in high school. That was great. Hmm. I got a whole class credit for it. It wasn't high school for me. I worked at the community library. Ah, cool. So Wesley barges in. Yeah. Pip, pip, cheerio. Just popping in <laughs> to misuse the term adze in place of axe and then attempt to garner favor by presuming Cordelia may have a vision. And if not, I've got a shitty board game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a new axe. 
Yeah, well, he calls it an adza. Did you catch that? No. Okay. Yeah, because my transcript, they didn't catch it either. But the subtitles did, and I caught it. I was like, he's not saying axe. Transcript thought he said axe, but no, he said adza. Very specifically said adza. So I googled it, and that is actually a... It's like a hatchet. But imagine if the blade of a hatchet were perpendicular to the handle instead of parallel. And it's basically just a shitty gardening tool. It's like a pickaxe. Okay, yeah. The the behind side of a pickaxe. Hey, Josh. Yes, Rex? Where do you buy a new axe? I don't know. At the chopping mall. Uh, uh, (laughs) There better be zombies that are in the process of slurping your soupy brain out of your skull bowl. Nah, I'm fine. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, Wesley is a little miffed that Cordy, how dare she go out? How dare she act her age and have friends and a social life? No, sir, I don't like it. We must hoard the Cordy all to ourselves. Apparently. But she she rightfully makes fun of Wesley's age for wanting to play this 3D word Scrabble something game. Some sort of Scrabble knockoff. Um, And he's in the middle of a sad retort. And then he gets the googly (laughs) eyes for Cordelia's friends because, you know... Hello, nice ladies. <laughs> How's that pandemic going for you, Rex? It's okay. <laughs> I've had worse. New topic. <laughs> I haven't had worse pandemics, but I have had <laughs> I have had worse dry spells. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's uh let's move on from that topic. Anyway, so they spilled the cat out of the beanbag and now <laughs> Angel knows that uh, Cordelia's been dating somebody. Not sure yeah. why he cares so much. I mean, lay off, old man. Give the girl some damn breathing room. You're not a real dad. <laughs> and she didn't tell him because she thought he would kind of dad out over it. And she's and, not wrong. No, she's not wrong. We and have proof of this in previous episodes. I suspect after this episode, she will let him dad out over it. Right? Yeah, you need to let him be domineering and possessive. That's the lesson learned here after oh, this sure. episode. God. That's totally the lesson. Yeah, so Cordelia's friends are, uh, ha- however, suddenly all over Wesley. Because they're like, that Hugh Grant thing is starting to work for me. And I'm like, otherwise known as a fucking British accent, but whatever. I just have to say that if I understood in high school how much being a super nerdy sort of guy would pay off for me later in life, I'd a hardcore leaned into that more. Oh, right. Women love nerdy men. Instead of (laughs) trying real hard to do all this be traditionally masculine bullshit that doesn't really work for you. No. Yeah. Not at all. Women love the nerdy guys. Yeah. It's grunny white nerdy dudes are a thing. Who can wear a suit. Who can wear a suit. That is important. Uh, I did want to note that uh, Wesley is less... 80s sized clothing in this episode (laughs) yeah they they found a suit that can fit well i guess they were slightly less rushed to costume him now right now that they got rid of doyle yeah um also and thank you for putting him in a color that is not fucking beige beige i you know i didn't even notice this time what color was it It i think it was brown some still somber not black but still somber but not beige but not beige. Like, he doesn't look like the rich villain that's on a safari. <laughs> exactly. That's good. So, so, 
Wesley's trying to talk to them, and he's like, hey, look, I got an axe. <laughs> then he sticks it in the fucking wall. Oh, what? This old thing? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and then they're, to- they're totally hitting on Angel. Angel comes over, and he's like, why didn't you tell me you were seeing somebody? And she's like, because I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> and I thought you would dad out on me, or however she puts it. But anyway, they're like. Oh, and you'd give me the third degree, because specifically her friends are like, your boss can give me the third degree whenever he wants to. Giggity! Yeah. I mean, who who can blame them? Women into Angel? No, that never happens. That never happens. <laughs> so then, uh, oh my, uh, Cordy falls to the floor in agony, and Angel and Wesley try to cover it up by knocking some mail Not on the well. floor like a cat and asking her to pick it up no. after... Both after <laughs> she has already fallen and after they blatantly shoved the mail onto the floor. Cordelia, can you pick that up? Angel and Wesley's ability to subtly cover up this in such a magnificent manner is on par with Cordy's filing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope her friends were already completely high because there's no way outside of a sitcom setting where they didn't notice something weird was going on. Exactly. Like, this shit only works in a sitcom. My favorite part, though, is after Cordy gets back up off the ground, the not-so-subtle way that she relays to Angel what her vision was about. Oh, God, right? (laughs) Well, it's like, who's that client I'm supposed to meet? And she's like, oh, it's a big baby. (laughs) Like coming out of an egg. I didn't even really get that. But I mean, my question is, why the fuck do they even need to cover it up? It's like when she was in the hallway with Doyle and she was pretending to play charades because he was having a vision. Right. Like nobody's going to guess that they're having a vision. (laughs) I. Oh, migraine. Oh, no. But I'm better now. Let's go. Problem solved. I don't know, though. For fuck's sake, how many of the the population are like, oh, look at this thing I can't explain. It's aliens. What do you mean they can't explain it? She's not going to stop and tell everyone that she just had a vision. She's just having a headache. No, my my point is, is like, people jump to weird fucking conclusions about shit. If you say so. I mean, you're not wrong. I just feel like you're wrong. (laughs) Especially in this particular scenario. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina. And I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. Whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Wesley manages to make him and Angel look like a gay couple. Yeah. And they were adorable. (laughs) I am totally on board with Wangel. (laughs) I am shipping this. I am so happy for them already. (laughs) Angel swore he would never love another woman after Buffy. (laughs) Well, he was right. (laughs) Dear fans, there's your new fanfic topic. I'm sure it already exists somewhere. Oh, God, yes. I didn't know that there was fucking Spander right. out there. Yeah. And why are why is anybody writing fan fiction that Nicholas Brendan can get a hold of and read publicly? <laughs> Stop it. Why would you do that to us? <laughs> anyway, fucking Spander. <laughs> no, so the girls leave. 
Angel starts packing stuff up and Wesley's like, hey, so, you know, maybe I could join you and or I suppose I could just have a night in playing this board game by myself. And Angel, you know, just lets him tag along. He just shoves the note yeah. over to him and he's like, <laughs> I get to go for a car ride. Yep. And then uh, Wesley goes to get his axe out of the wall. Yeah. And uh, he has an accident. <laughs> Ah, someone's about to have an accident. <laughs> I'm going to pour me some wine first. It's all right. I'm not angry yet. <laughs> uh, no, we don't joke like that. Um, abuse isn't cool, especially physical violence. Unless that it's funny. <laughs> Unless it's slapstick. <laughs> exactly. Do, do, do. Wesley is positively giddy to get invited to come along. He falls over, pulling his adza out of the wall. <laughs> Cut to some random fucking apartment. Yeah, it's 23 Cabarillo. That was the address that Cordy gave him. <laughs> Wesley gives it the old, oh yeah, <laughs> where do you lay your eggs? To she... <laughs> he really does. To some poor old couple yeah. that has apparently seen some shit in their days. <laughs> Well, they've obviously lived in L.A. their whole life. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, they're just, it's L.A. They are not even phased. <laughs> if anything, they're mildly amused. Right. It's like, oh, this is way better than Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Maybe slightly confused that a British man wielding an axe and a tiny crossbow is suddenly in their home yelling at them. About eggs. About eggs. <laughs> they're not even farmers. Why do they have eggs? <laughs> I'm sure they have a Kwama farm uh, under their house or something. But the first clue that this is not the right place is Angel can't enter. Oh, I didn't notice that was yeah. an issue, but that makes sense. That's why he doesn't come inside and why it's just Wesley. Yeah, I'm like, you're just hovering, Angel. Jeez, come inside. <laughs> so, And that's how you get bit. <laughs> just be like, hey, come inside. You don't just... You don't just invite random people in. You look cold. Oh, it's because you're dead. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like the blood on the outside. <laughs> Oi, my carotid artery. I'm using that. <laughs> anyway. No, uh, it turns out that this is the wrong house and the right house is across the street. Because Angel sees some goopy <laughs> tentacly action going on next door. Nicely spotlighted in a window with the curtains conveniently drawn partially. Yeah. Angel uh, covers with some shit about termites. Which actually I felt was kind of clever. Yeah, it like, was. Like, they're going to be like, man, those fucking crazy termite exterminators. Yeah. You never know what they're going to do. I know who to call next time we get termites. <laughs> those guys are serious. They really should have left a card then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we help the helpless. Well, we're not helpless. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I anyway. just have termites. They go across the street, opening credits. <laughs> Josh, stop it. You can never complain about my bad puns. Because you keep doing that. Nobody's told me to stop yet except for you. I don't listen to him, guys. I don't take orders from him. I take orders from y'all. Can someone please call in or message us on Twitter for fuck's sake and get him to stop? Yeah, seriously. This is hurting my throat, guys. But I don't have enough self-control. This this shit is on. I need help. 
bits. He can't not do a bit. Save me from myself. <laughs> so after the opening credits, we get a, a fight scene. And um, I like how they do this because we don't actually see the fight. We're, we're outside the house and the fight's happening inside. We get kind of little glimpses of it and uh, something hits a wall and busts out the the exterior wall. Uh-huh. And then uh, Wesley gets involuntarily Kool-Aid manned through the door. <laughs> the door fucking explodes <laughs> to a high velocity Wesley filled with Kool-Aid, no doubt. Um, <laughs> he runs back in for more, for a little more rough and tumble goopy tentacle action. He's like, you'll regret that. You'll get what's coming to you. (laughs) (laughs) With a one and a two and a three and a four. Anyway, him and Angel uh, stumble outside moments later, breathless, wiping down their metallic phalluses in broad moonlight, (laughs) congratulating themselves on a job well done. And they're covered in goopy. Yep. Looked like somebody had a honey mustard fetish in there. (laughs) So, okay. I got one more. Hmm? Arterial spray. The original axe body spray. I don't get it. When you cut someone with an axe, they yeah. spray blood. Uh, the original uh, axe oh. body spray. Oh. That's just clever, though. I like that. I, I like that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to talking about Cordelia. Yeah, Wesley. They, this is a good little moment. Like, they actually feel like friends. Yeah. A little bit of a camaraderie, if yeah. you will. I was going to say bromance, but they're not quite there yet. Oh, no, they're not, they're not there yet. But it's coming like a freight train. There was a hint at it when they were like trying to cover and he's like putting his arm around Angel. Uh, they're hinting at the bromance. Oh, yeah. He, Foreshadowing. <laughs> Angel caught a whiff of the West and it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Or West caught a whiff of the Angel. I mean. And Angel he, was born. Wesley is conscious, therefore, obviously, <laughs> he's a <laughs> Angel. Marriage. <laughs> We are here. Love. Twoo, love. To bring Wangel <laughs> and Wesley together today. Let's <laughs> see where I was going with that. So. <laughs> oh, man. So Wesley criticizes Cordelia for being a bit absent-minded recently. And, and I quote, Gadabouting with those doxies. Gadabouting. With those doxies. And it takes but one mention of their approval of Wesley for him to backtrack like a garbage truck doing the moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Delayed image hitting me. <laughs> Beep. Beep. Fuck you. Stop it. Any, are you okay? Stop it. Beep. Any, are you okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, can't, I like this interaction because... Angel's like, no, they seem to like you. And he's like, what? (laughs) I didn't mean doxy. I didn't mean doxy in a sexually promiscuous sense, exactly. (laughs) You you don't think sticking the axe in the wall put them off, did you? No, that was charming. What about the fact that they thought we were gay? That's mystery. (laughs) What are we going to do tomorrow, Brian? (laughs) Same thing we do every night, Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, but where am I going to find rubber pants? The other pair has gone bad. I don't know. Did you know that Brain, uh, the voice actor for Brain, is just doing a spot on Orson Welles impression? Oh, yeah. Brain- <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Brain is just completely based on Orson Welles. 
Yeah, that, that fits. Yeah, I learned that from another podcast I was listening to. Fun fact about Pinky and the Brain, they have rebooted Animaniacs and has Pinky and the Brain episode. I noticed, and Movie Bob seems to think that that's the only good part of it thus far. I've heard good things. I intend to watch it. As do I. First, I intend to finish talking about this episode of Angel. A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. Hey, you're a vampire. Cut to <laughs> Da Lounge Labray. No, I no. <laughs> no. Come I, on, say it with me once. No. Do it. Uh, you will do it, and I will make a supercut of all of the different <laughs> bars that I've made you say die in front of. What the fuck is the name of the bar again? Lounge Labre. Lounge Labre. Alright. Okay, I can actually fucking manage to say that one. <laughs> Alright. Three, two, one. Da Lounge Labre. Oh fuck you. <laughs> Alright, so. Emily and Serena, Cordelia's friends, are arguing about being bored versus how hard it was to get into that club. Uh, but Cordelia is not bored because she's chatting with her cheesy twaffle, Wilson Christopher, the successful photographer, who laments that he's just the guy behind the camera, not the one living life like you. Shut your fucking face. Right. No, I immediately wrote down in my notes because I didn't remember this episode at all. I wrote in my notes, oh, it's a good date. He's evil. Yep. Evil! Evil! <laughs> nice charming little block garden, but beyond that, evil! <laughs> evil, 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 dirty, dirty, dirty. liar. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget to call your mom. So, yeah, I don't like him. Obviously evil. or about to die a horrible death. Why not both? Why not? Cut over to Cordelia's apartment. This dude's way too charming. Yeah. He's set off red flags charming. He's not too charming. He's too nice. Yes. He's not enough of a dick. I'd trust him more if he were slightly more of a dick. Yeah. You know? But because she invites him in now and she's like, oh, thanks for listening to my whole life story. I may have left out two weeks in 1987 or something, <laughs> Uh, which well, I thought was kind of clever. But yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's what you fucking do on a date, though. Like he even catches her talking to Dennis, the ghost right? of her apartment and doesn't even phase him, doesn't care at all. And I'm like, this guy just wants to get his dick wet. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like any he's he's ignoring the red flags because she sounds batshit crazy. Right. He's she sounds like the kind of person that if you if you let them in a little too much, they're going to grab onto you and never let go. Exactly. It's like, why aren't you scaring him off? Sometimes you need to ask that question of yourself. And but yeah, it's not nearly enough crazy to stave off old Willie Chris. <laughs> Willie Chris. Because so, for old Willie Chris, it is time to ride the porpoise train into the sunset. <laughs> Bam. Cut to morning. Oh. Well, she's pregnant now. Yeah. And pregos. Just like that. Well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you sleep with guys who don't run screaming from your red flags. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake, she was going to play Evita. The one with Madonna. Okay, guys. I 
don't even know what that is. I got over that in like high school. All right. What is Evita? Evita? I, I don't even. It's know a musical it about Ava Perone from um, Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, you've heard that, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's Evita. I've it's, never. It's a Broadway musical. I've never seen it. Yeah. There you go. It's I, also a movie with Madonna starring as Ava Perone. Is it? Is it really bad? No, actually, it's really good. But uh, I think it's really good. But it's is a very divided. It's more of a cult classic. Uh, okay. And apparently Dennis doesn't like it. I can imagine people in L.A. thinking that it was trash. Okay, yeah, that makes um, sense. And probably a lot of people being gatekeepers and like, well, only the Broadway version is worth anything. Okay, yeah. Because... Yeah, that sounds you, like theater. <laughs> yeah, whenever you take Broadway anything and make a movie out of it, you're going to run into people who are not happy with you. Yeah. And also there was a lot of questioning of the casting of Madonna because she was seen as a very promiscuous, you know, rock and roll chick. And then Ava Perón is supposed to be the saint of the Argentinians. Uh, But there are a lot of people who also argue that, and it is made very clear in this movie and in the play, that... Ava Perón was actually very promiscuous, and that's how she got where she was. That she slept her way to the top, essentially. It's quite fascinating. Yeah. I think you'd like it. You should check it out. Anyway, Cordy's pregnant. Yeah. Two questions. Hmm. The first one, though, is like, Cordelia, what the fuck? You didn't use protection? Well, maybe. I mean, <laughs> when you've got seven demon babies up your pee hole... I don't think some latex is going to hold that back, okay? <laughs> but, like, use a condom. Who says they didn't? That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Maybe he I, brought a condom that already had a hole poked in it, because he was planning on this. That's probably what I mean, happened. he is that kind of a fuckboy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's even worse than that kind of a fuckboy. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we haven't gotten to that part yet. So she realizes she's pregnant and then just kind of stops. Yeah. And just doesn't. You know, if I woke up (laughs) pregnant, eight and a half months pregnant, mind you, I would just kind of be like, well, I'm done. (laughs) I'm going to stop trying now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I could back. Yes. (laughs) I think that's the moment where you're like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. Fuck all of this. This whole living life thing. No, we're just... I'm not going to move. I'm going <laughs> to sit right here until this shit just fixes it fucking stop. <laughs> it just needs to stop. Find me the nearest Adza and I shall implant it <laughs> in my brain. That is the moment where you call life's manager. <laughs> <laughs> And you legally change your name to Karen. And you get that refund. (laughs) (laughs) So cut to outside where Angel, in the middle of the day, once again, has flippantly traveled to Cordelia's house. Like, because he's worried that she's effort into it. He's worried that she's late to work. And yeah. Wesley, fuck you. Because Wesley's like, no, she's probably fine. She's always late to work. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. You don't know that. Wesley doesn't fucking know enough about 
Cordy's life. Yeah, yet. he's been there what three weeks now. Yeah, th- he's been there three weeks. He pops in middle of the fucking day, and I guess you know he met her when she was a high schooler, so he must really know her really well, right? <laughs> Bullshit, Wesley, you're full of shit. So yeah, Angel is just walking around. As far as I'm concerned, he's just a walking pile of ash and hair, and yeah. I'm just over it. So he's, he's just, a very sexy walking pile of ash. He's and a hair. sexy, sentient walking <laughs> pile of ash and hair. So, <laughs> so knocking at the door, Wesley tries to wimp out. He's like, "Well, I guess we should." Uh, Angel busts the door open, break down her door, and trespass. Yes, you should <laughs> trespass, Wesley. That's exactly what you should do. Obviously, Angel knows Cordy. They literally are around each other every fucking day. Yeah. If Angel's like, I think something's wrong with Cordy, you fucking listen to the man. He almost knows her better than a new Buffy at this point. Yeah. Like, the whole dad vibe thing. Like, he's older brother material going on here. Yeah. And like, honestly, this is the reaction he should have had to meeting Buffy. Like, right? I need to be protective of you because you're 200 years younger than me. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't bang you, but here we are. To be fair, though, when you're as strong as he obviously is, and you meet a woman who is as equally strong as you... Mm, she did have that going for her, you're yeah. right. Okay, good call. You know, you can't control who you're attracted to. No. Or something. <laughs> there's There's got to be an excuse for it somewhere. Here's the thing. You... Damn well can control who you're attracted to. And I think anybody who says otherwise is just lying. Just an asshole. Yeah. Not sure where you're going with that. If you see somebody and you find them attractive and you realize that you should not be into that person, you can choose to stop. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely choose not to act on it. But I do believe that after long enough of telling yourself that no that's not okay that you will no longer be attracted to them yeah in time i'm not saying it's like oh i'm gonna flip this switch off in my head yeah it's not that simple but like no you can damn well look at somebody and be like no i'm i don't want to be into them and then choose to not be but he fell in love with buffy and she fell in love with him and uh consent's important and it's romantic So let's leave it at that and move on. (laughs) It's it's romantic, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't see angel putting on tights. Oh, now I do, and it's really disturbing. Protecting young women such as yourself? Oh, yeah, there's been uh, four. Three of them are very much alive. So, yeah, they, they go into Cordy's bedroom, find her laying there. She hasn't moved because she's just, nope, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this game, I'm done. <laughs> yep, she is laying there, super pregos and not happy about it. Angel gets her to call Wilson. Kudos on Angel's empathy here, though, because he sees her laying in bed like that and immediately huge amounts of gears change in his head. He's like, holy shit. She's something's really fucking up with her. And they can see that she's pregnant, right? Like, yeah, but like she's under a blanket. So like maybe it's a pile of blankets. You know, at that point, would you go, oh, look, she's really pregnant. (laughs) Look how pregnant you are. Holy (laughs) shit. Wesley, come in here. You've got to see this. Shit. (laughs) Can you pull your shirt up so we can get a picture? (laughs) 
<laughs> Quick, Wesley, pose with the pregnant belly of Cordelia. How did this happen? <laughs> He's certainly much better than that. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Angel's like, it's okay. Have you talked to Wilson? And she's like, no, I haven't talked to anyone. What would I say to him? This is the quote of the day. Yes, I also wrote it down. What would I say to him? I had a really great time. I think you left something at my place. <laughs> like, well, that's a good start. That's a good start, Cordelia. It really is. <laughs> I legitimately had to pause it at this moment because, like, because she's sad and upset. And so her delivery is not, like, about comedic timing. Yeah. But just the fact that she's, like, still attempting to be a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. But, but she's she just, just is. <laughs> she doesn't have to try. Right. She's but just like, got that biting wit. But just, I had to pause it and just sit for a moment with this because it was <laughs> just so fucking good. It, it was beautiful. Uh, probably my favorite part of the episode, frankly. <laughs> So he has her dial the number on the phone. Yeah. On this ancient piece of 90s nostalgia. Yep, it's a it's an old cordless phone. Mhm. Where you actually have to dial numbers and shit. <laughs> so the guy's not answering. Wilson Christopher I almost wrote Wilson. Oh no, 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 no. It's not that he's not answering. It's, it's disconnected. That his fucking line is disconnected. Right. I almost Angel wrote... lies to Corey though and says that he's not answering. Right. Splitting hairs at this point. I knew what I meant. But I almost wrote Wilson Fisk. Because <laughs> he feels just as evil. But Wilson Fisk is way more evil. Like, this guy's just out there to impregnate women for money. Which is gross. I don't think we can compare those two levels of evil. Yeah. I, I think they are two very different genres of evil. And I don't think they have enough comparable points <laughs> it's like trying to compare star wars and star trek the only thing they have in common is that they take place in space yeah pretty much they they are literally incomparable yet people try to compare them clitoris clitoris <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um yeah so we're out in the living room now yeah and well cordelia Angel wants promises to handle it yeah cordelia wants to be left alone Definitely. <laughs> you go ahead and have a moment. But they realize quickly during this conversation in the living room that they need to do something fast if she got that pregnant overnight. Yeah. She's about to pop. Angel tells Wesley to take her for a prenatal exam, who somehow finds a way to take offense to the phrase, get a look inside her. <laughs> it sounded perfectly fine contextually to me. But hey, anything for Out of for context, a it definitely is a, a sentence that makes you go, excuse me? Hey, why don't you go uh, get a look inside her, eh? Eh? That, like, wink, what? wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> Saying them all. Saying them all. I do want to mention, though, that uh, Dennis is very sweet. Yeah, he's a lovely ghost. Like, because they leave the room and Corey's sitting there just sad and Dennis hands her a fucking Kleenex and then, like, Pulls the blankets up over. It just floats over, very obviously on strings. Right. Oh, yeah. Terrible was... effects, but we got the idea. This whole episode had such terrible effects. <laughs> I don't know. I like the demon at the end, but we're not there yet. Angel leaps into investigation mode and gets to looking for Wilson. Yep. 
it's apparently a procrea parasitic demon. Yeah. Is what they called it. Something like that. I felt like that was a word that Angel just made up. It was in the subtitles. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, they got to spell it somehow. Cut over to, you know the place, Da Lounge Labray. Fuck you. <laughs> Angel- I'm not doing it twice. <laughs> I will dub that shit in. Angel pumps <laughs> the barkeep for info. He finds out old Willie and the girl Serena, one of Cordelia's friends from yes. earlier, they all hang out around town at whatever club is the flavor of the month. He tries to pump the bartender for information by bribing him at first, but then realizes that, like, no, this is kind of, like, a rude thing in this current atmosphere because, like, the dude probably makes asinine amounts of money through tips. Oh, yeah. At a fancy club in L.A., bartenders already make bank even at the shitty places. Yeah, and so, like, Angel trying to spot him a 20 is just fucking rude. Oh, was it only a 20? (laughs) I don't know, but, like, I didn't get a good enough look at the bill, and it, it was too blurry to really get a good look at it, but... Anything short of a fucking hundred, <laughs> that is a waste of that man's time. <laughs> right. But Angel is like, hey, this is a friend of mine. She got hurt. I need to find this guy. And the bartender helps him out without issue. It's a good fucking interaction. Yeah. Oh, Wilson, I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, those fuck boys. Those fuckers. <laughs> yeah. So they apparently hang out all around town. Yep. And the guys have the money, the girls got the looks, and they between those two things, they can pretty much go wherever they want. Yeah. And they're, that's all he really had to tell him. Hey, and it's something to go off of. and It's a start, I guess. He's like, what, are you the boyfriend? And Angel's like, no. I'm family. I'm family. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the one thing they omitted here so that they could have something else a little later was... He also got from the bartender that they hang out at gun clubs. Or no, 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 he got that. He gets that from Serena. Oh, okay. I was confused about that. Now you're not sure. <laughs> so cut over to the hospital, <laughs> where Cordelia and Wesley are in the waiting room, resigned to everyone assuming that they are a normal married couple having a baby. And the pregnant woman next to Cordy is being an obnoxious fucking pregnant woman. Yeah. I have had a few friends who are pregnant, and they have expressed to me multiple times the number one thing that they hated about being pregnant was other fucking women walking up to them and fucking touching them. That's the anger I was looking for during the sound check. (laughs) I don't care who you are, male, female, something in the spectrum in between. You don't fucking walk up to random pregnant people and go, ooh, let me touch the belly. No. Yeah. Don't fucking touch people. Exactly. And not just because it's a pandemic. Just don't touch people ever. And yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a fucking <laughs> pandemic. It's not okay. Um. So Cordelia rightfully tells her to fuck <laughs> off. Specifically, shut up, don't touch me. Yeah, she which screams was, it at her. Which was great. Which I, I'm just surprised that isn't the normal response <laughs> that normal pregnant women have. Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm sure there's lots of pregnant women that love the attention, but that you shouldn't assume that that's the default. Oh, de- God, no. No, it's just like you don't walk up to somebody's dog and start petting them. You yeah. fucking ask permission. Mm-hmm. Can I pet your dog? Can I touch your belly? Like, okay, if you, 
I don't know why it's people like, want to touch pregnant women. That's a weird, weird to me. request, but I guess. <laughs> Could you imagine someone walking up to you and being like, can I touch your belly? And you're like, I'm a dude and not pregnant. Can I pant like a dog while you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Those are my terms. <laughs> Oh my god! I really want to see a pregnant woman respond like that. When someone's like, can I touch your belly? Google it. I bet you it's already out there. Right? <laughs> so now we're in the doctor's office, like in the actual examination yeah. room, and he's confused as to why she left so many fields blank on the form. Wesley lies that they just came in from England to explain why they don't have any previous doctor's information. Whatever, they finally get down to business and do the fucking ultrasound. And there are no less than five goddamn heartbeats and one startled doctor. <laughs> not what you want to hear. No, not what you want to hear at all. And uh, he's like, oh, goodness, um, we need to do more tests. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a great list somewhere that somebody's compiled of things you don't want to hear in an examination room. This is pretty high on that list. <laughs> I have one addition. When I was getting my wisdom teeth taken out, uh, just after they gassed me, or while they were gassing me, um, I think they had to put a needle in my hand for some reason, for something else, and all I remember hearing was the nurse say, Uh-oh, I need more gauze! <laughs> <laughs> and you're fucking out, you can't do anything. I stayed awake just long enough to be like, I'm sorry, did you just say... Uh-oh, I need more gauze. <laughs> bitch, boldface turned to me and said no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you... <laughs> to her credit, what the fuck are you going to do about <laughs> What am I going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting there telling that story to her grandchildren going, and I got away with it. <laughs> None the wiser, but, see? Yeah, the doctor's like, oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, not a thing you want a doctor to say. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. <laughs> Judging by your uncomfortableness, I would say you're either about to ask me out on a date or you need a favor. Well, see, the thing about detectives is they have resumes and business licenses and last names. Pop stars and popes, those are the one name guys. He's like, oh, we got to do more tests. Yeah, so they, they prep Cordelia for a procedure to take a sample of her amniotic fluid. Yeah. But before that, we cut to back to Angel. Yes. And to another, like, nearly pitch black fucking apartment building. Are the, are the fucking laws for personal safety in L.A. just really that lax? Yeah, hey, L.A. people. Do they just not light hallways? Right, like in apartment buildings out there? You can't even you cannot see the floor like at all. <laughs> you cannot see Angel's feet in the shot because it's so dark. I also kind of want to know how they lit this anyway because like there are we can see the lights but it like they do not shed much light at all. They probably just needed to reuse some set pieces and this was a cheap way for them to not yeah. have to dress it up that much. Yeah, like I get the logistic as to why they would do this and obviously it sets a certain tone and yeah. it's a dark show. Exactly. But like 
It just seems so unsafe. It was ridiculously dark. It was too dark. Like, at one point in time, right as Angel is at the door, he is literally three feet. His face is three feet from the fucking light fixture, and you can barely see his face. I feel like it would have been more effective if they had gone for more of a dingy effect. Do you remember... Joe versus the volcano. Oh, I haven't seen that in so long. I always think of that whenever I see really bad fluorescent lighting because they nailed it in that show, in that movie. I I cannot I can't remember enough of that movie. Like it's got that greenish, sickening hue Ugh. to it, and it's just way well, too bright. I don't think they were That's almost going m- for that kind of feel though. I'm saying I think it would have been more effective than this way too dark hallway. Yeah. That's just implausibly dark for a public hallway. Well, and like Serena strikes me as at least having some money. Right. At the very least, she hangs out with people with money. Yeah. So he knocks on a door and it's he's <laughs> looking for Serena. It's Serena's place. Yep. She's like, leave it at the door. As we find out, she thinks that he was she thought he was the the liquor store delivery man. Yeah, apparently I didn't know they, that was they a had thing that in late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, because I know nowadays you can easily just use a bunch of different delivery services. Oh yeah, that'll bring you booze. But back then, I didn't know that liquor stores would just deliver for like that. Yeah, and uh, man, that makes so much money. <laughs> right. So then there's the slow dramatic reveal. She's like, "I know what you're thinking. I shouldn't," as she's. Just chugging down some tequila or whatever. It'll hurt the baby. Slow turn around to reveal that she's also super pregnant. Yep. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Super pregnant. God, that just... That sounds like such a bad day. It does. <laughs> like... Sounds like a day that requires a fifth of tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looked like she was drinking wine. Or... Me, but, I don't know. It looked like, like a squarish what? bottle to me. Oh. I didn't get get enough look at it, but booze, booze, nonetheless, whatever it was, and like, what does she say? Oh, it'll hurt the baby, and then she turns around, and is like, I hope, yeah, something like that. So back to the hospital. So yeah, they they set her up to draw amniotic fluid. The doctor, I fucking hate it when doctors do this, where they're like, oh, just count to five and it will be over. <laughs> it's like, come on, just do the goddamn thing and, and stop fucking around. So they they stab the needle in. It's not a small needle either. No. I mean, I can't imagine you'd have a whole lot of sensation like that, but I don't know. I've never I, been pregnant. <laughs> I would imagine uh, that you would that a woman would have a ton of sensation in that area considering that they're biologically built for having babies. Therefore, there would have to be a fuck ton of nerve endings there so that like they can protect it also entirely possible no idea (laughs) i don't remember i took way too many drugs the last time i was pregnant (laughs) which was never because i am male um so the doctor seems to be having some trouble with this syringe yeah i don't really get me don't really get what that was about but To me, it seemed like maybe the fluid was thicker or more viscous than it was supposed to be. Right. Something like that. Um, But then he hands it to the nurse. And and also, it took him like an extra five seconds more than he thought it was going to. And he hands it to the nurse and she freaks out because the fluid eats through the syringe and causes it to 
shatter basically and then eats through the floor she drops it and it breaks and yeah it's very acidic and the doctor and the nurse fuck off to nopesville <laughs> yeah we need to Which... go uh deliberate yeah <laughs> we, we need to go do anything that is not anywhere near you somewhere else <laughs> And uh, Wesley starts to help Cordelia prep to go find Angel. Yeah. He's like putting her overalls back up <laughs> over her stomach. And he's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Run, 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 run. <laughs> run for the hills. <laughs> and so she's like, just give it to me straight. Are they healthy? Yeah. Do they look healthy? What, Corey? Like, what oh, is wrong with you? My God, she's getting attached. She's you should al- hope they don't look healthy. She's already getting baby Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I think that's actually a thing. Like, oh yeah, I think it's a thing. Yeah, hormones do things to you when yeah. you're pregnant. So back to Serena's. I would know because <laughs> I no, I haven't. I'm gonna stop. Yeah. <laughs> So back to Serena's where uh, she kind of gives a rundown of what's going on. But like she knew Jason and Nick, but didn't really know Wilson by the sounds of it. And Wilson specifically came up and wanted to be introduced to Cordy. Okay. Yeah, she knew some shit was up either way. But she didn't ask questions because yeah. L.A. is weird. I kind of get that reasoning. Oh, no, I totally get that. But, I mean, so apparently these guys' money smelled really funky. Which, that's a weird thing. I assume that's because they were getting the money from this um, abandoned warehouse sewer demon. Yeah. So if he's like, been handling it in at all. And he wasn't wearing any clothes. Where does he carry the money? In his butt. <laughs> uh, <I>, he... <laughs> like, would these guys not launder the money like literally literally launder launder the money (laughs) like if some demon was like here have some money and it just smelled that bad i'd be like well i think i'm gonna clean this no offense to you take my taint cash (laughs) ew (laughs) yeah maybe that's part of the deal i will give you money if you inseminate women and don't clean the money he seemed more like the kind of demon which obviously we haven't gotten there yet but he seems more like the kind of demon who deals in shut up and i will let you live is good enough payment and if it's not right i will not let you live yeah like does this guy have a fucking wallet on his nightstand <laughs> in there somewhere i don't buy it yeah i don't either but yeah the she didn't she thought the guy seemed weird but Hey. And also, they liked the idea that her and Cordelia had no family around. You know, no red that flags might there. be the biggest fucking red flag ever. No, not, none <laughs> at all. There are no red flags, Rex. <laughs> They're all blue and pink and yellow. And What, are we fucking colorblind now? Green. Yeah, I don't see color. Do you see color? <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> so... This let's, reminds me of a joke. Let's all go hang out with the smelly money orphan chasers. <laughs> orphan chasers. <laughs> smelly oh money orphan God. chasers. Yeah. This reminds me of a bad joke. So I broke up with my girlfriend of five years because I found out she was a communist. I should have known there were so many red flags. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
<sighs> but despite the fact that these guys have all the red flags, they're obviously capitalistic. Because money. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to see the red flags when you're looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the scene ends... Serena keeps wanting it to be a dream. Yeah. And then has some super bad pains... And then we cut mid-scream to Cordy, who's also screaming in pain. Yes. Uh, as her and Wesley are riding the Angel Vader <laughs> down to the, the Angel Lair. And this scene is disturbing in a way. It was a little disturbing. I've well, had worse. Cordy is not acting the way Cordy really should be acting. Well, duh. Wesley is... Notably freaked out. Yes. And which turns out to be a problem. He yeah. was freely displaying his fear, and then she smells it. Yes. And it's no good. No. Have you ever smelled fear? It smells terrible. Doesn't smell great, no. Oh. She can also hear the babies talking to her telepathically <laughs> now. God. And now knows that there are exactly seven of them. Yeah. And then she goes on about what it's like to be a partner in creation or some shit. <laughs> You don't have a clue what it's like. Because he's trying to, you know, reason with her and be like, I know what it is you're going through. And it's like, no. Either way, no, you really don't, Wesley. No, no you do not. You're well-intentioned in your phrasing, but that is not true. And how Angel and Doyle aren't human, but they're good, so maybe the babies could be okay. Right. And I'm like, eh. Uh, you're reaching. You're reaching, Cordy. Yeah, well, she's got to cope somehow. <laughs> But she's definitely under the influence of some telepathic demon fuckery here. Literally fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the re result of fuckery. Da -da 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 -da. Hey! <laughs> so. so, there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Even a solitary soldier such as myself recognizes that a free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. So I brought in your mail and newspaper. Angel gets back, and uh, Wesley and Angel have a quick exchange about their findings. Yeah, Angel breaks it down pretty easily that uh, they have impregnated several different women, and this is bad. It's some fucking guys that apparently hang out at a private gun club. And, a gun and cigar club. And presumably, they're building an army with all of these women that they're getting pregnant. At least several of them, and they're all having seven plus fucking babies and shit. They're having a litter. Oh, God. That per, sounds so horrible. Per douchebag. And so they need to get the babies taken care of without hurting Cordy um, or any of the women. Or figure out what to do with them after they're born if they can't figure out a way to um, kill the babies before they're born. Right. It is probably really good that Cordy did not overhear this conversation because I think she would have like gone mental and attacked them or some she shit. She might have not been okay with that because she's starting to get really attached to these yeah. babies. So they <laughs> they wander into the kitchen to find Cordelia drinking Angel's blood reserves. Yeah. Not like Angel's blood, but Angel's food blood. Yeah. And pig blood probably. Yeah. Or cow or bovi blood. Bovine blood. One or the other. Like Gross. It's gross that's yeah. what it is it's gross i don't know what they actually used for the blood but the effect was really it was what they were going oh for. oh god my stomach legitimately turned because <laughs> angel says i don't think i ever realized just how disgusting that was get her back to bed and wesley readily agrees <laughs> yes 
Angel says, maybe order her a pizza or something. <laughs> and then Corey comes walking by him and she goes, I was hungry. <laughs> it's like, we noticed. Fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, pizza is a great fucking idea, though. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Or at least it did when I wrote this. <laughs> and then we had pizza. Yes. So I must be pregnant. <laughs> No, you're not so drinking blood. You're I would, fine. I would still want pizza and blood. Just pour the blood on the pizza. Oh, God. Get me the pickles. What? <laughs> pickles. What's wrong with pickles? You don't like pickles? I don't want pickles on bloody pizza. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> you've Ever. Never, you've never tried it, have you? I never will. Mm, pickle blood pizza. Oh. Cut to the gun club. <laughs> Sorry, I need a moment to just like bleach my brain. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're at a firing range in the gun club. Angel wasted no time in finding Wilson. Yeah, very short order. And uh, geez, Louise, am I just always right about these sleaze bags? <laughs> well, it's too bad I'm not that good of a judge of character in real life, <laughs> right? Uh, I got a quote of the day here in an exchange between Wilson and Angel. Well, Angel starts asking questions and Wilson is like, this is a private club. Featured word, private. Angel responds, you don't talk to me, I'll kick your ass. Featured word, ass. (laughs) I really liked this. Very good. (laughs) But yeah, it turns out Wilson is human. Yeah, because Angel roughs him up a bit, figures it out real quick. He's like, shit, you're just some dude. You're just like a ragdoll, a toy. (laughs) I can throw you all over the place. Stop squeaking. It's really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets no information out of him, but quite a lot of joy out of hurting him, though. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to fuck you up some more. He's like, oh, you're not going to answer my questions? Excellent. (laughs) I was hoping you would say that. (laughs) Bring he, the chocolate sauce. He's, he starts beating Wilson, and just as a handful yeah. of his buddies... You come. know what he did, Rex? <laughs> what did he do, Josh? He opened up his ass. <laughs> he stepped inside. <laughs> and he closed the door behind him. <laughs> and he must have eaten at least a couple of Snickers bars on the way. Because he knew he wasn't going anywhere for a while. And he was going to need something to toss around that rectum. Wow, you haven't pulled that one out in a while. It's been a minute, I know. <laughs> Somebody made me all misty-eyed for it <laughs> on the Beer with Buffy Facebook page. Oh, I didn't even... Yeah, somebody quoted it. Nice. And I've been, I meant to get it in last week, but I didn't. Nice. <laughs> this isn't quite when he crawls in, in someone's ass, though. That comes a little bit later. Well... It was as good a time as any. Yeah. So these other guys walk in and they seem to think that they have things handled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at all their smug faces. <laughs> I can't wait to see Angel wipe it off of them. Right? <laughs> so we cut back to Angel's apartment where Wesley is looking over a book of demons mm-hmm. and Cordy startles him. Right. She's really not acting herself. No. No, because <laughs> Wesley's in research mode and he's looking at some grisly, fugly demon with a single horn coming out of his left temple. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be symmetrical on the other side, but it didn't look like it. I couldn't really tell either. Those damn engraving ink prints. <laughs> exactly. You know? 
<laughs> but Cordy startles him because he notices her standing just over his shoulder. Yeah. And she picks up the book and it's like, that's him, isn't it? And Wesley's all, now see here, you shan't worry at all. Now that we've identified the species and it will be your rightest reign in the tick of a lamb's tail. Chin up now. Spoonful of sugar, as I always say. <laughs> and Cordy's like, where's my pizza? <laughs> Except she says it with a book at an alarming rate, thereby colliding with his forehead. Way to fail to read the situation, Wesley. holy shit she's been throwing up signs left and right that she is needs pizza well yes we all need pizza (laughs) but no any idiot can look at her and her behavior and be like wow something's up she's kind of like a little too liking the idea of these babies she's not okay yeah yeah like they'll pull out the shackles for angel in a heartbeat but for cordelia no Very sexist. All we ask is for equal treatment. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to chain one person to the bed, you have to chain the other people to the bed. Yeah. Consensually. Somehow I feel like we could get in trouble for that <laughs> at some Consensually. point. Exactly. We here at Ale with Angel appreciate consent or whatever that saying is that we have. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> cut back to Gun Club. Yeah. First rule of Gun Club is who cares if you talk about Gun Club? Second rule of Gun Club is no, really, nobody cares if you talk about Gun Club. Matter of fact, we'd prefer that you didn't. Because have you ever sat and listened to a gun nut talk talk about his guns at length? Yeah. It's fucking boring. It's like, but but if you do, we're not going to like kick you out or anything. So, I mean, that's how Fight Club went too. So... No relation. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, Angel learns that the guys impregnate women for the demon in exchange for power and money. Yeah. He he puts two and two together pretty quick here that these guys are proxies for a big daddy demon. Yeah. And mustache douche over here basically spills the cat beans. Uh, he's like, I just do it for the sex. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, we know you do, buddy. Uh, yeah. We obviously. know you do. Fucking perv. Did you see that fucking mustache? I did. It was a sad, sad mustache. I honestly thought that it was Xander with a mustache for a minute. <laughs> I had to do a double take. It definitely didn't look like a real mustache. <laughs> right? I was like, wow, did they really just bring Nicholas Brendan on here for <laughs> for a cameo? That's neat. It's about the right mentality. <laughs> <laughs> I just do it for the sex. No, no, no. No, so... Wilson thinks he's such a badass as he makes sure that Angel has an accident and shoots him. Because <laughs> that plan works. Well, <laughs> quote of the day here, Angel says, And you get what in return? Fame? Money? Success? That's it, isn't it? How else would losers like you get ahead? I mean, you'd have to become procreative surrogates for a vile demonic entity. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what you do. Yeah. That's how success is. That's how you get ahead. I mean, I'm sure that's exactly what Zuckerberg did. <laughs> have you seen pictures of the guy? I have. He. I mean, I don't think he's that ugly. They cast him really well in the movie. They did. <laughs> I like that movie. It's a good movie. No, so Angel has an accident. Guns go off. People get shot. Yeah, they shoot him. He vamps out. They fight. Yeah, his line, I really don't like it when people shoot me. 
I just like that. Did you hear that, guys? He doesn't like but, that. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. But the moment he stands up with the vamp face and everything, it pans over to the guys, and they're all like, Oh my god! Oopsie doodles. <laughs> I mean, all terrified, and they should be. And I liked that even though they're interacting with a demon, they didn't know vampires were real. Right. And I like that. I'm like, they're doing business with this big-ass, scary, gross demon, but a vampire scares the shit out of them? They are in way over their heads. Oh, God, yeah. But he just kicks some ass. Yeah. Now, he, uh, <laughs> you know what he does, Rex? What's that, Josh? He opens up their sphincter leading into the lower intestine. <laughs> He squirms inside. Oh, God. And he closes that sphincter behind him. <laughs> you had to use the word squirm. <laughs> just put a, oh, that's well, a wrong image. You know, he was already in the... <laughs> he'd already entered through the through the anus. So, which I, I don't know anatomy that well, but I assume that's the rectum immediately after the... Well, the body has a lot of sphincters. Exactly. I figured there's got to be another sphincter up oh, in yeah, there. There's several in the Dutch. Did <laughs> he close the sphincter behind him? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to close the sphincter on your way out. <sighs> Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> no, Angel kicks their asses. There's not. It's not a fight. <laughs> no, it's not a fight. It's an ass kicking. <laughs> it's they a, don't even get a chance. It's a squeaky toy ragdoll <laughs> bonanza. It's really refreshing, though, to actually get to see this sort of thing because we get to remember that. Oh yeah, Angel's a badass vampire who's super fucking strong. Yeah. Can we see him vamp out at least once per episode, guys? Yeah. Thank you very much. Even if he's just sitting there doing taxes and he's <laughs> kind of upset about it. Which, you know, I had imagined <laughs> I would vamp out if I was a vampire and had to do taxes. <laughs> That's why Angel doesn't get a fucking actual, like, business license or anything like that. He doesn't right. want to do taxes. Yeah, who does? You know, small business owners always get screwed anyway. Exactly. I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer like this. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we'll be forced to bring in the light of day. I'm told it's not all that healthy for you. We cut to a random factory. A remote warehouse full of pregnant women, including Cordelia. <laughs> yes. And uh, six pregnant women, to be exact. Specifically. And they all presumably felt the call of the wild, much like a turtle <laughs> must return home for mating season. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. <laughs> Cut over to Angel's apartment and a phone booth. Yes. Remember when they were when there were payphones in no, booths? I don't. I do. There was one, one fucking actual like close the door phone booth in my entire fucking town when I was a kid, and I thought it was the most fucking amazing thing ever because I watched Superman. Okay, I lied. I do remember them. I was just being an ass. I got stuck in one one time. <laughs> But I feel like we've told this story before. I don't recall this, but, you know, that's not saying anything. <laughs> exactly. So, Angel calls Wesley from a phone booth. Yep. And again, they exchange their findings. What a team these guys yeah. are. Angel gets the address of the warehouse where the douchey four built a shrine for this demon. Yep. And apparently, 
While Wesley doesn't want to say it, it is impossible to kill. Can't behead it. Can't set it on fire. Well, you can't kill it then. I hate to use the words impossible to kill, but I'm going to. <laughs> but like, come on, Wesley. There are other ways to kill things than beheading and fire. Yeah, well, out of options. Nothing else we can do. <laughs> nothing we can do but get our passports and head on down to the Bahamas. <laughs> and apparently the demon is huge. It's rather large. It's a bit... <laughs> It's a bit bulbous. <laughs> Slightly bigger than you would suspect if you saw it in a rearview mirror. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so now we know that Cordelia is telepathically linked to the babies. Yep. And the demon is telepathically linked also to the babies, therefore controlling the women through the babies. Yeah. Therefore, as uh, Wesley calls it, a telepathic umbilical cord... And uh, so the, all, they, all they have to do is kill the demon, and all will be right as rain. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that'll be difficult, because they can't use decapitation or fire. Yeah. What else are they going to do? But Angel has a plan. He sure does. Well, you know, they MacGyver the shit. Yeah. Can you shoot straight? <laughs> Beg your pardon? <laughs> I dare say. <laughs> He's a rogue demon hunter. Of course he can shoot straight. I find that question offensive. <laughs> of course I can't. <laughs> Cut, b cut back to the factory where all the women take each other's clothes off and get in the bath. Oh, my. <laughs> no, they don't take their clothes off. They, they, They're wearing those white shroud things. They had to take their... What are they wearing under them? They took clothes off and put white shroud things on. Okay. Yeah. For the ease of giving birth. Yeah. To a litter of demons. <laughs> in a gross pool of water. That smells horrid. Yes, we didn't really get any better descriptions than that. But, you know, I can imagine... It looked gross. It was in a sewer. What more do you really need? Well, I mean, it was in a, a factory or a warehouse type setting, but... Close enough. You know, it, it was probably an abandoned factory or warehouse. Yeah. Therefore, any standing pool of water going to be kind of gross. Or any liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Wesley, he just walks right in. He's kind of being sneaky, but not very. And he like walks up to them and it's like, dude, she beat you with a big ass book. Yeah. Which, by the way, a book is basically just a a reformatted block of wood. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's okay. She's she's in the birthing pool and she's not going to get out of the birthing pool. So he's safe oh, outside yeah, sure. of the birthing pool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's what somebody told me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to convince her to get out of the tub and enter the Haskell demon. Yeah. So, you know, as per usual, all problems can be solved by killing a demon. Yeah. Or simply by yelling at one impotently. <laughs> I'm, I gotta say, I'm gonna give Wesley some credit here because the man's got guts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like balls the size of the Death Star here. He challenges the Haskell demon to a fight. He's immediately like, you wouldn't know it being the heathen that you are, but have you ever heard of the story of David and Goliath? I think it's applicable. <laughs> now, now you're there, Sir Demon, clearly who are no match for the likes of a swarthy, well-read rogue demon such as myself. I'll do you a favor and count to three before I cleft you in twine with my intellect and squeeze you a ball sack until they explode much like an inexpensive pilsner served in an aluminium container that doesn't require a wine key. 
wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. That one was interesting. Forced. I'm going to go with forced. Little forced. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. I don't need your pity. <laughs> no, my favorite bit of this whole fucking conversation, though, is because Wesley's like, I like to get to know the people I fight to the death. <laughs> and he, like, steps up and the camera gets really fucking close to his face as he puts his fists up and has this really odd look on his face. He's like, what are your hobbies? Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> even the demon's bored it's a, he's like right? enough talk i will come I over come to, you. to you and he's like two large steps away he's like so lazy he can't take two steps to fight wesley doesn't even need to announce that he's going to come to him he's basically right? there yeah like that hallway he just walked down was considerably long <laughs> Right. In comparison, but whatever. You know, it's like clacking those fucking clamps at Cordy's eyes. It's like, I'm going to get you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get you, Wesley. I'm coming to get you. Beware the claw. <laughs> <laughs> so Angel rolls this tank. It's about the size of a keg, I guess. Only a, oh, little, it, a little skinnier. It looked to me like about a 55-gallon oil drum size. Yeah. Slight, it was slightly longer than one of those oil drums, but a little skinnier. Yeah, something that would require vampire strength yeah. to heave the way that he does. It is It is a big tank of liquid nitrogen, and uh, I did the math. Oh, God. I looked at the video and did a pretty solid estimate of the size of the container. Looked up the volume to weight ratio of liquid nitrogen. <laughs> and that is about 300 pounds or 136 kilograms that he throws like the distance of a fucking basketball court. Yeah. He, like, discuses it, or what's that one with the log where the... I mean, if the Scottish can do it... Well, he keg throws it. It's keg throw. It's keg toss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. It, empty kegs, mind you, because <laughs> no one can just lift a full keg yeah. by themselves. If they can, they're a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone can, but, you know, not and then wing it across the room. <laughs> right. But yeah, 300-pound fucking tank of nitrogen throws it at the demon, who apparently is just human-like enough to catch the thing thrown at him. Stupid cheesy one-liner. Sorry I'm late to the baby shower. Brought a little gift. Yep. Woo! And then Wesley shoots the can, and the demon drops it, and happens to drop it just so that the hole is pointed at the perfect angle to spray the liquid nitrogen all over him. What Freezing a happy accident. Yeah. What? Freezing him solid. Freezing him solid. Yes, much like a children's snack with a chewy center. <laughs> Cordelia runs over to Wesley and grabs towards his face. Wesley steps out of the way, but then there's one of those big pulley rope numbers. It's a block and tackle. Yeah, that. And <laughs> she grabs it and she swings it at the demon and it smashes him to bits in short order. Yeah. With... Quite possibly one of the best one-liners ever. Yep. I hate dating. I really hate dating, she says. <laughs> and it was just so fucking cheesy. 
I couldn't even. Yeah. I was incapable of evening. <laughs> so. The green screen blue screen effect or whatever they were doing with the demon to make him look giant next to them was so bad. Like it it did not look good at all. That combined with the really cheap obviously string work to move things around with a ghost. Oh, right, yeah. And the fact that they didn't have an actual fight scene with the first monster. Just, this was the episode where they're like, you know what, guys? We blew our budget elsewhere. (laughs) So this has to be really cheap. We gotta make it back up. (laughs) Oh, you mean in the very beginning... Yeah. With the honey mustard on the window. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why they didn't have the actual, like, slaying of the monster. Right. Because they couldn't fucking afford it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got some humor out of it. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. The pantry was good. They had a breakaway door. That was something. Yeah. It's not nothing. Anyway, so wrap up time. Yep. We're back at the office and Wesley is dusting vigorously. <laughs> Is he? Oh, yeah. Because Angel and Wesley are making a big to-do over Cordelia coming back to work today. Yep. Angel brought magazines because she likes magazines. Because she likes, she really likes magazines. (laughs) Didn't she know? So she comes back in and she's cranking their chain by making them think that she's going out to dinner with a producer. And yeah, all I have to do is let him impregnate me with his demon spawn and I'll get the part. (laughs) Oh, she's kidding. She hasn't lost her sense they, of humor. They were, like, drawn in hook, line, and sinker from the very go. Oh, right? yeah. They fell for it. <laughs> they were like, how could you possibly do this after what you just went through? <laughs> but, but yeah, her, the closing conversation, I will say here. So she's like, I learned something, too. I learned that men are evil. Oh, wait, knew that. I learned that L.A. is full of self-serving phonies. Nope. Had that one down, too. Uh, sex is bad? Angel replies, well, we all knew that. (laughs) He definitely knows that. (laughs) Yeah. She continues, okay, I learned that I have two people that I trust absolutely with my life. And that part's new. Wesley squirts a little, turns away. Allergies. (laughs) Allergies. <laughs> Nobody's ever loved me before. Not even my mother. <laughs> no. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, give, give me more. Nights I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something in your eye. How'd you feel about this episode, Rex? It was not good at all. This episode was fucking garbage. Like, okay, there were some really funny lines and moments. Yeah. But other than that, it was just crap. It was 42 minutes of drivel (laughs) where they managed to get maybe three laughs out of me. We had a good camaraderie moment with Wesley and Angel, and we had... A good few lines from Cordy. That's right. That's pretty much it. Like, yeah. There was a couple moments where Wesley was kind of funny, but like Angel didn't even really have any particularly great one liners in this episode. Yeah, no, not really. Cordy had that great one liner. Well, yeah. I really hate dating. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think 
we really have come across the first legitimately bad, bad episode. episode. Yeah, one of our listeners, I think it was Geraint, was telling us that Somnambulist and Expecting were coming up and that they were both horrible episodes. And uh, I just kind of shrugged it off because I was like, I'm sure they're not that bad. And Somnambulist wasn't that bad, but this is this is that, that bad. bad. Yeah, this is definitely that bad. <laughs> uh, this episode makes Somnambulist look like the cream of the crop, honestly. Like, I don't know about cream of the crop, <laughs> but it definitely makes it look better in comparison. I think this episode is season one Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is that bad. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say that it fits in the arc insofar as it helps normalize Wesley as a part of the team. Yeah. It slightly builds the camaraderie both between Angel and Wesley and Cordelia and Angel. Not so much Cordelia and Wesley, though. Yeah, they like they didn't really have particularly great chemistry at all. In fact, if anything, you know, they... She turned on him halfway through the episode. Right. You know, psychic demon babies, but... (laughs) (laughs) When you put it that way. (laughs) Next time I encounter a pregnant woman that's, like, being all angry or something, I'm just going to be like, well, psychic demon babies. Psychic demon babies. What are you going to (laughs) do? God. Did I ever tell you I had a friend who legitimately stopped talking to me because me and another friend would constantly refer to her child as the parasite. (laughs) It is, though. Like, babies are parasites. They're parasites that apparently people want. (laughs) But, like, it it functions as a parasite during pregnancy. Right. Like, technically, you know... (laughs) There's this also this thing called tact. Well, I really didn't have tact back then. <laughs> did you say like, th- I was worse then? Did you than say I am this now. girl stops talking to you because? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you deserve. To that. be fair, I didn't particularly <laughs> like her all that much. But, oh well, that's um, fine then. <laughs> but no, like uh, another friend of mine who just recently had a kid, she referred to her baby as the parasite. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people have a sense of humor. It turns yeah, out, and that's, she does. That's good. I'm not saying you don't have a sense of humor if you don't want to refer to your baby as a parasite, but, you know, if the shoe fits. God, I'm an asshole. All right, so we've both established that uh, this was a shitty episode. Neither of us particularly liked it. Yeah, I mean, when I went to write the, the synopsis, and I realized, holy shit, <laughs> nothing fucking nothing happened. Nothing really happened in this. That was when I knew. Yeah. So what's your quote of the day, Rex? Uh, there's really only one good line that I wrote down. And I, I suspect it's one that you want to say as well. Doesn't matter to me. I have two. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go with, what would I say to him? I had a really great time. I think you left something at my place. Oh, damn it. That was my favorite. You're right. It's the good line in the whole episode. I, yeah. Like, there's a couple, like, pretty decent lines, but that's the good line. Mm-hmm. Delivery and all. Mwah. Just perfect. <laughs> perfect line. It was. So what's your quote of the day? You know what? I'm going to give an honorable mention to Cordy for 
I really hate dating <laughs> because that part was really fun. But I'm going to give my actual quote of the day to Wesley for, as a heathen, I wouldn't expect you to be familiar with the biblical story of David and Goliath, but I assure you it's of particular relevance to this situation. <laughs> it's just like, since you gave an honorable mention, I want to give an honorable mention. Fine. Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that part was, at least they weren't taking it too seriously. Yeah. Exactly. It was still entertaining. It was. Just not good. <laughs> exactly. All right. Good times. Good times. Let's spend another episode of Ale with Angel, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Review us on iTunes. Don't forget to jump on into our Facebook group and chat with us. Or add us on Twitter. We like to talk with you guys. We like to hear from you and say things at you and stuff. <laughs> and review us on iTunes, definitely. That is your number one way that you can help us. Or, you know, tell a friend about us. Word of mouth, also very important. But the reviews on iTunes really bump us up in the charts. And yep, yep. the, uh, what do you call those? Those algorithms really bump our visibility when we get those reviews. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do that. If you want some junk or some stuff that's really cool, actually, <laughs> that has the Beer with Buffy logo on it, head on over to store.beerwithbuffy.com because we've got stickers, we've got mugs, we've got t-shirts, primarily, yeah, and a hoodie. And a hoodie. Hopefully, we're going to get that switched over to a hoodie with a zipper on it with yeah. the logo on the back because I don't like the ones with the logo on the front. I don't really either. Yeah. I didn't have that as an option when I was... Yeah, so we might, we might change that up in the near future. But if you like hoodies with the logo on the front, go for it. We have those. You can order those. Um, if you want to support us financially, uh, we will read your name out loud at the beginning of every episode subsequently. Yes. And we will call you an executive producer... Until that list gets too long. <laughs> Please let that get list get too long. Yeah, it's coming like a freight train, and that's not a bad thing. So, and you can do that at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. We will also name your cat. If you buy the cat naming perk, as heard in previous episodes 101 and 110 of Ale with Angel. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. You can also text that phone number. Big shout out and thank you to JJ Treadway for all of our opening and transitional music. All the new stuff anyway. Yeah. This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh. And I'm Rex. Have a good night. Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> Way too many. Fisticuffs! <laughs> hey, fisticuffs is a hobby. Giggity! <laughs> Instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs>
wasn't it? Wee! Wait, what have we done? Wh why are we watching this? <laughs>